Welcome back to part two of the Inspired Wild podcast on the Colorado Bighorn Sheep Hunt 2023. Sitting here with Tanner Vernon. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. And Eric. Eric, how do you say your last name? Kirsch. Kirsch, that's right. Yeah, so Kirsch. It's a German. It's Kirsch, if you're, Kirsch. Kirsch if you're German, but Kirsch here Eric in the States. Kirsch, the other hunter. And, and Eric, I want you to jump right back into it. You have to just people. If you haven't listened to part one, what are you doing Go back and listen to part one because we left you on a cliffhanger where Eric's shoulder was non-operable. He had applied for a, the handicap uh, concession to be able to hunt with a crossbow. We're 14 days into the season. We've had multiple opportunities, and he can't draw his bow. So your wife puts a nix on the old mouth tab, being that she's a dental hygienist. Good, good play. Good play. Yeah. Smart wife. And and probably had a better perspective on that than I did in yes, the moment, right? right? Like, so hindsight, you know, that's, so, that's, that's but good. You, how do you feel? You've got to be a little bit dejected now because you haven't heard back from the CPW on your permit. You, you, your only option is, which was to shoot a 35-pound bow, you can't anchor, and now the mouth tap. Yep. Where are you at? I, I was low, to be honest. I walked out of there a real low place, you know, um you know i was i was did hopeful you, did you ever think that you could just turn the tag back in no i knew i couldn't it's because i had hunted on it right so so even with an injury yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. so if you okay. if you okay. are if you are in if season has started even if you haven't personally hunted as my understanding is it, once that season starts you're done you're done you i think it. it's actually 30 days before season even if it's an injury I, maybe that makes some yeah, exceptions for you make know an exception if you get an accident or something or yeah the day before but 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 once season has started they they look at that as an opportunity that you should have had okay yeah so So, anyway so i knew that wasn't an option no turning the tag back in no no gimmies (laughs) do over next year um i had you know I, I, i at that point i thought i had exhausted every opportunity that you know option that i had and uh so I, I remember driving home in a, in a pretty bad low spot thinking, okay, I, I've got to actually get in my head that my season could be over and, and the opportunities that I had are, are what I had. And, and that was tough for me, right? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't give up easily. And, uh, but, but everything I was trying wasn't, wasn't right. going that way. So that was Wednesday noon. Um, and so we were up here. Yep. So, uh, I know I was texting you. How's it going? What's you know, just trying to kind of get a feel for your mental space and where you're at. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Living kind of vicariously through you for those few days, uh, right? And and knowing that, and I think I actually said that to you. I said, you know, for the moment, you know, whatever Wednesday through ended up being Thursday. So yeah, so so yeah, Wednesday. I've I've worked. I went to work after that. So morning, I had you know. Uh, some appointments tried to go to the archery shop didn't happen so wednesday i'm i'm heads down i'm working and trying to kind of set that aside and which is impossible but you know it's like okay i gotta get some work done um so I, i'm finishing up work at like five whatever five thirty or whatever hadn't checked my email um and so i i i think i would just wrapped up work stuff and i'm looking at my personal email and and at like 4:49 or something i got an email from cpw that says congratulations the one that said like it was a receipt for zero dollars and then the other one was like hey from from the ada whatever it was that cpw ADA, whatever it was you know your 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 permit right your uh um 
crossbow, crossbow mm-hmm. you know, I can't, it's the exact term of it or whatever, but the accommodation, you know, has been approved. And, you know, given, given that this is in season, we're not going to mail it to you, come to NECPW and, and get it. And I, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, just like that, right? You know, just, you know, the ups and downs of a day that can happen, <laughs> <laughs> being at the lowest of lows to, wow. to an email that says, you're back in the game, right? Um, I remember you called me. Yeah. And you're like, dude, they just approved it. I'll be heading up your way. I should be yeah. there by noon or, or whatever it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. Got to talk to, got to talk and, you know, get things back in order because I thought I was going to be here. But, you know, I called my wife right away and it's like, all right, get, get back out, you know. Is it going to work? So I had to take care of a few things because work thought I was going to be there, and it yeah. took a few care of a few things Thursday morning, and then I got in, got out here as soon as I could. I'm going to take a step and step back now, and bring people up to speed because we got out here Sunday, Sunday, and Monday morning we got we were you were on the north end, south end, yeah. And that's when you saw that lone ram. Yeah, first thing Monday, I yeah. picked up a nice ram in Rock Creek below some below the cliffs there. Literally, like if if you were to ask what I would have imagined of where we were going to find sheep in the best place to stock sheep, here's this one ram by himself, number one. That was perfect. Yeah. And in a great spot. But we were all together yeah we were in one vehicle down there and which we from then on we have decided that that can't happen (laughs) because we've also learned that you got to move fast so we had to come back grab another vehicle go to him because if he needed to move to get better eyes on this he needed to be able to be mobile we need to be able to get to the other side which means i had to cross the highway um, so we grabbed your forerunner, the ranger, boom, off we go. And we literally went down to the road, pulled in just to pull off and went to the more timbered side of this, the backside of these cliffs and just tried to be a billy goat, tried to get up as quick as we could. And we were close. Yeah. Yeah, he was bedded until For, you were up there, basically, and then he ended up getting up and coming towards me and towards you, and I kind of he kind of went in behind into a little draw behind some rocks, and I couldn't see him. I just told you, hey, he's headed your way. I don't know where he's at, though, because at this point I lost him, and I actually didn't know. I couldn't see where you were either because you were kind of down in that saddle. Um, so I had n- really no idea what was going on. At the this whole point. plan was to get up to this saddle and work out along what we thought was a pretty good bench above him. Yeah. And we estimated that put us about 30, 35 yards above him bedded. Perfect. A bighorn sheep bow hunting dream. Yep. <laughs> but we were about 15 to 20 minutes too late. And he actually came towards us. Tanner, when you told me you didn't have eyes, I got curious. I got good eyes on him. So I worked out from where I was to the face, and I'm looking down, and I'm looking down thinking he's down below me. And I look over, and he's straight across, standing there looking at me at about 85 yards (laughs) on a little ledge. You don't look sheepy to me, is what he was thinking. 
And luckily, I wasn't just standing out like a dummy. I had snuck around, and it just, I mean, barely. I'd just gotten part of my face out, but I was looking down, so I had exposed my face, and he was right there. And so very slowly, as slowly as I could, I leaned back till I was out, and I came around, and that's when you said. Yeah, I picked him up like he must have just seen you when I picked him back up, and he turned and. Just walked off. Yeah. You didn't even run. He he trotted and then he would walk and then he would stop and then he would trot and he just did not stick around that was close yeah you'd have you'd have been that'd have been perfect right right there even if i would have been there and then he decided to do what he did he would have just walked right underneath me so that was a little discouraging but not too bad first day back you know here we are we're back on sheep and it'd been a little discouraging having left and not had the continuous action that we'd encountered the first three days. So then the next day, did we did we have anything happen that next day? I don't know that we did. I think we picked up, yeah, the next day we picked up some rams late in the evening, but there was no play on them. And then the next day we had gone in on the on the west side. And you were feeling like you'd been hit by a truck. Yeah. And we, so I just kind of took the lead and we ended up kind of working down that central ridge, ran into some nannies and ewes in the timber. Yeah. So we backed up a little bit and you just happened, as we backed up, we probably weren't 100 yards from where we picked those, where, where those ewes were below us. And Tanner looks up and he says, get down. And we all drop. And he had picked up, what, about 300, 400 yards away? Yeah, four, 400 probably. That's a pretty good spot. There's a ram standing on a rock. And as I as we kind of got higher walking on this ridge, he kind of came up. I started seeing him above the sage. I mean, obviously it froze right away, but he was standing like up on this rock. And like but, a statue. But luckily he was looking off into the canyon the opposite way. And so we were able to get, get down and then work up there and and, and then the thunder, thunderstorm blew in yeah and we didn't really have a great way to get close to them yeah because of the wind and so you sit there long enough you know you got to do something and so we finally decided i was going to go around and see if i could get and approach them this way which would be toward towards the cliffs that they were on but not all the way and there was some cover there. But to do that, I had to go way back around, drop off, lose elevation, come back around. No big deal. I was going to do that. And Tanner was, we're 225, 230 yeah. yards away, looking through a tree. Not even not even just sitting there under a tree, clear line of sight. We're looking through trees. So they can't see us. And Tanner's looking, and I'm about ready to go. And he turns to me and says something and looks back, and they're gone. Yeah, like within a matter of seconds. Because in the uh, meantime, we'd seen two other rams come up there with him. So yeah, we was, knew there was at there least was three. three rams that I could see sitting up there. I turned and say something to Trev and literally put my eyes back on the binos, and they're not there anymore at all. And I'm like, uh. They're gone. What the heck? So we kind of got aggressive when we moved up. To our right, it opened up. The idea was, if they went this way, we'll keep some cover. We should see them never saw well then they had to have dropped off and circled to the left so we go and we're looking now we're we're getting frantic 
hindsight's always twenty twenty. If we'd have had a Louie or you on the other side watching, they would have said, hey, he's coming around. He's going to hook around. These We end up making this big loop, kind of dejected. Uh, humpty, humpty, humpty. Yeah. And dadgummit. I was, I was like walking. I'm like, oh, I should probably, we should probably ease up on this side just to see, make sure they didn't come around this way. And I didn't say anything. I just, that was a thought in my mind. I'm like, oh, whatever, they're gone. And literally, we, we circled back to where we had been watching them from, not 80 yards from that point. We're walking, we're going to head back down the ridge back to the truck. And Tanner says, get down. We all drop, and the rams run right in front of us at 60, 70 yards. Yeah, they were probably they were close to being within range, and I just caught their the tops of their horns coming up out of the draw. And So what I, they'd done is they'd wrapped, but they'd wrapped to the right, but they were close. Yeah. They, so we couldn't. We kind of we kind of did a circle as they – we circled to where they were, and they circled to where we were in opposite directions. Yeah. And so that was so a rather unfortunate. We kicked our own butts all the way back to the truck. But we're seeing rams. Yeah. And then it went dry. We had our first full day without seeing a ram until you got back. Because that first morning with you and Louie. Well, thir- Thursday night when I got here, when I was coming back into town, uh, I think Tanner Tanner had left. I left Thursday. You yeah. left Thursday and I came back on Thursday. So thir- Thursday night was as soon as I pulled in, I was going to go south. Actually, I did go south and I parked on the road and I had just pulled up. Like I went straight there from, from coming in. So I left, I left Denver three o'clock or whatever. So I think it was six, six thirty or something. I pulled in, whatever it was. And, uh, you were up at tower with, with the cameraman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you said, Hey, I, four, four Rams just showed up in bead. <laughs> like, Oh, that's right. That's, that was that night. Yeah. Right. And they just literally, we just, we'd just gotten up there five thirty, five o'clock literally we had been let me try that again <laughs> that was a big yawn see normally we naturally normally we nap this time of day if we can st- stand the heat we literally had gotten the first scan and uh and this and this is hard to glass this way but it was just a little overcast that night so it softened it and there's four ramps right across and so Did i you- had left grant behind the glass that's what she said i said i I was over the south i said well let's uh, i said you want to do something with this and you're like yeah i said well you know for you to get over there i said well let's do this i'll i'll come the back way i'll come up to tower and take over glass but i said we don't want to leave eyes and i said i can get there quickly you said well i tell you what i'll just leave grant you bring him down later and so you let left him on glass watching you took off to the other side and a and it actually worked out pretty well in terms of timing because by about the time you had gone across, I was able to get up onto tower and join him and and start. And this is literally just – how many times am I going to say literally? Literally, literally <laughs> on this podcast. Um, it, they were within 100 yards of the rock in Bead Creek. That, oh yeah, where I had been 35 that you yards, had been 30, and I where had, you had I been 50-something. Like yep, yeah. yep. 
but they were feeding. Mm-hmm. And I was able to come down the draw to the west, mm-hmm. unseen, and work my way over to a bush, which hindsight, I should have stayed at that bush because it was below them because I knew the thermals were going to change. But I thought they were feeding up, so I moved to a, a rock pile and then got stuck there. And the thing the closest they ever came was 80 yards. But it was pretty cool. And then finally, the wind, I was just a touch above them, and I think the wind swirled. And, and yeah, we, I remember that there was a bottom ram, and, and, you know, you can kind of envision, you know, he's he slid up behind, I'll call it behind, you know, up the ridge from them, but but probably back, like you said, 80 yards. And they're working their way on this other side of this ridge. And the bottom ram, I remember telling you, I'm like, hey, he he kept looking over at that bush because at one point when you were backing away to slide back up uh further up that that ravine and that drainage i told you I said, stop you know, i don't know if you remember that i was like just stop moving because i said that the one the one bottom ram and i think he was the bigger you know more the most mature ram in there and he just i don't know if he caught movement i, I mean he didn't he didn't blow out or anything like right. that but he just got skittish you know you can watch their body behavior and you're going i just said stop and you sat there for a good five minutes just frozen and it, it was enough that he didn't see what he thought he saw or whatever and he moved on but he kind of stayed alert and i think and then he was also the furthest down so when those thermals did shift once you were up he was the first one and, and i think he was already on high alert and i think he probably just caught just that slightest whiff as it was shifting and coming it wasn't a straight down right yeah but he, he caught it and he didn't he didn't stick around the rest of those and that boys, was all she wrote it was all she wrote and off they went they were they're four canyons over they gone so the next morning we still so next morning louie joined us Louis that's joined where, us. and that's where and yep. you guys found those rams i found the three three bedded so they're a big group of views and lambs but in the in the cleft actually and, and you later told me it was in the same same beds that that single ram that right. you put a stock on was in there's right. a there's a nice patch there's three three junipers and then there's this little bed of, of where they've just torn it up it's all just red dirt instead of rocks and they must obviously like that use it often um but anyway three of them three there and the first one i saw was a collared half curl and i thought okay i'm not sure if he's with these ewes and stuff but these ewes and lambs start feeding and, and working their way and this was first light like i caught them first light those ewes and lambs fed off to to my left or to the to the south but this ram stayed and at first i just seen him and then you start looking right and it mm-hmm. starts getting a little lighter and that 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 light's coming into the canyon a little bit better and all of a sudden i pick up a flick of an ear and all of a sudden horn and you're getting, oh there's another there's another ram in here and then louis worked his way to the south more to get a better view of him and there's a third ram in there yeah so we had we had three rams bedded yeah and they stayed bedded for quite some time enough that we were able to get you and we kind of talked about it we said what we do so we left louis back on the south and he he actually started moving toward the canyon to get a better view because they they got up as the as that shade right was they kept tucking in they wanted that shade follow that shade around from that rock face so they kept tucking in which meant i couldn't see him anymore so i i bailed and i went to the bottom of rock and then you and grant grant were up on top you guys went up around and went up top yeah i think uh uh we got into position and the hard part was Louis couldn't see me. And so I'm, you know, when you're, when you're talking someone in, you kind of have to have, know where the hunter is and where the animal is. And so I finally said, okay, you, I, you, gotta, you gotta be able to see me. So I start, um, of course I'm back away and I'm 
doing this and because louis thought i was way back further and i'm like i can't go anymore i'm gonna fall off this cliff i said he was telling you get closer right. get closer come, like, to, yeah. come, come to the next row i said i can't come to any more there's no, rocks. Next. There's no more this uh, yeah <laughs> so i backed up and said oh okay yeah you're, yeah you're there you're there you're there and i'm literally again literally, <laughs> literally. i'm i am literally right on top of the draw that they're down and if I would have tried to go up, I would have blown those rams out right then. So he sees me. He goes, okay, set up right there. They're actually working up that, that drainage towards you, that, you know, that little cut. It's perfect. So I get set up, and, and I'm looking up, and I see the tops of their horns, and they go in this just a sliver of a opening, nice and shady and everything like that. And I'm like, they're going to go in there and bed down. And I'm going to go over there and go right on top of them and shoot them. Well, they didn't stay there very long, and I don't know why. But Louis says, hey, they're, they're coming out of there. They just busted out of there, and they're coming around the bottom, but they're going up the other side of that little bluff that you're on. So if you can imagine, there's, you know, you have these bluffs, and on each side there's these drainages that go. Kind of wrap around them. Right. Yep. So I left Grant where he was at, and I ran across to the, the top. Across right. the top over and tucked into a, a juniper and i'm i'm hoping i'm in the right spot i don't really know and i remember louis said they're coming up that next cut there's a nice little sage flat that they're going to be coming out into and i look and i said that's a nice little sage flat has to be it there's no and i turned to my two sage flats <laughs> through the tree through the 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 boughs of the juniper i can see the ram so I grab my rangefinder and he stops and I lean out and I get a range. He's 41 yards, and I'm already got an arrow knocked and everything. And I hook on. You're you're on a single pin slider right now. Yeah. Right? Yep. So and I set, I, set, I set, yep. set my single pin slider, and then he starts trotting, and I come to full draw. And now he's in my where I can shoot him. And we, we probably ought to step back real quick. So there's three three rams right. in this, right? We I had already talked about the one collared one was a half curl. There was a five eighths and a three quarter. Right. And that, that lead one that came out we later decided was the three quarter. That was the nicest probably right. the nicest we think that was the one, one of the, the one, one of the, the nicest ones in the rams. unit. Yeah. In the unit. And so I am on this ram as he's trotting and I'm I can't shoot him. He's he's moving too, too fast. fast. And I think about you know, I I, I don't know you what to do. Ma, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> stop a stop a ram. Uh, hey, ram. I don't know. Hey ram. hey ram. Yeah. And as I'm doing that, I look and I see the other two rams are right behind him. The middle ram is the little ram, Call and, the, and, and yep. then the other one is the the, the medium eights. size. Yeah. 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 Well, the he stops, and the other two are keep going. So now I'm like, well, still all a full right. draw. You're swinging. I yeah. swing to him. And he caught my movement, and they all just, boom, like a covey of quail, gone. <laughs> and they took oh. with them. So there were, there were, I think when you were moving, Louie was worried about positioning you because there were five or six U's up on top as well, right, where you were trying to get to. And he's like, yeah, you got to have to pause because, you know, there's sheep, females, and, and lambs right where you, you know, need to be. But when they blew, they took that group with them, and then the whole bottom hurt, or, you know, part of the band that I had seen of those using lambs. So what, I think we said like 30, 30 total sheep go running now to the north. Yeah. 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 But that was close. I mean, to be at full draw, good, good, 
good big one sheep, 41 yards. yards. I'm that I'm liking that. That's the opportunity we're looking for. But just not I, running. I made a decision then, which I had almost done before season. I usually hunt with a five pin sight, even though I have a, a spot hog fast eddy that I can use the 60 yard pin as my floater and shoot it for whatever distance. I keep it at 60, and then because I don't normally shoot, you know, I don't shoot further than 60. Um, and then I have a 20, 30, 40, 50, and 60 pin. And I said, ah, I've been shooting my slider so well, and I'm like, I'm going to find them in a cliff. I'm going to range them. I'm going to set my my slider, and then I'm going to shoot them in their bed. So I don't need to have five pins. The problem was, what if that big ram would have stopped at 52, and I'm at 41 on my on my single pin? Or do I just estimate? I don't. I, I didn't feel comfortable about that. So I had uh, a guy, uh, Matt Jackson and, uh, and and Braden were actually coming up. Forsyth, Braden Forsyth were coming up to help Glass, because again Tanner wasn't here. He was helping his girlfriend had a deer tag, so he was back home helping her kill a, and she did. She killed a beautiful last deer. Yeah, and um. So Matt ran by my house and grabbed my five-pin housing. And then the next day, yeah. here in the wind, I sighted that bad boy in. Yeah. So that was fr- so that encounter, yeah. that close encounter was Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And then we, those guys came in, we glassed and glassed, but we hit a dry spot, man. That's we, three, three, four days. We went from Friday, so Friday morning we had that encounter, Friday night. All day Saturday, all day Sunday, Monday morning, not a ram to be found anywhere, and we were we were low. It hard. And yeah. and the bottom line was this: I was wore out mentally, emotionally. Not just you, we. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can share those sentiments. Yeah. We were we were. And and it's one thing if you're getting up and and you're you have to understand people. We are spending. Three to four hours behind glass in the morning and three, two to three hours in the evening. Three out, let's say three hours. And constantly, and now we've been looking at the same country, although we are moving around, but you're primarily the same glassing spots and you're just mentally fatigued. And I was discouraged. And I think we came to a, a decision together that, hey, you had to be home Wednesday, Thursday birthday. for your daughter's birthday. Yep. I wasn't planning on going home, but I, I, it was hot. We hit, I mean, literally it was they, so hot. Circle back to what we talked about. They ended up repaving the Canyon. Oh, we, right. we didn't talk about this, but we, we talked about that the first time through heading into season, we thought, Hey, we're good. They paved right. it. Right. We come back and they're, and, and they're in the middle of, they have moved back into the Canyon to put on a finishing second layer, whatever, whatever they're doing both lanes so we are doing <laughs> the one time colorado decides to work on a road it's right there. <laughs> so we are right literally there. having to go if we're going to go to the other side of the canyon we have to sit it behind a pilot car and it might be 20 minutes or it might be two minutes so you don't know and we just don't have that kind of time so we were and the, again back to the 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 thing we shared in the first podcast everybody said 
the rams come to the east side it's easier stalking we had not seen a single ram on the east side and that, and that led to that mental you talk about that mental fatigue is we're reaching out to everybody right when we get into this rut heading into that weekend you know matt and Braden are here we're on glass we're 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 contacting people that have held these tags before locals and everything else and we're saying hey here's you know they're all you know they know they're they know we're out here they've been out here helping us out you know louie everybody and they're asking hey how are you guys doing what are you seeing you know, how's it going out there and we're telling them man we're, we're not seeing anything and so so then people are telling us well i'm going to call my buddy seth that had it you know or connor's going to tell us this and so all this info coming in and and i guess it was good is that we're we're like well yeah we've We've done that. We've checked that box. Everything, We've done that. Everything. We've done that. They were sending us waypoints. Have you checked this little honey hole? Always on the east side. Yeah. Yes. 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 There's no rams there. Yeah. And to, to the point where it, I think that was even harder to hear some of that feedback is, is that, you know, if, if that feedback would have come back and they said, hey, have you done any of this? And it was like, oh, we hadn't done any of that. It would have given us something to grasp, right. something in that like low spot right. to be like, okay, we can go try this. There's a little hope. But when they're saying, have you tried this, 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 and we're going, check, 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 check. And they're all, at, and I think 90% of those things were, well, yeah, you just got to go. They're on the east side. They're over here. They're, they're off of this road here. They're in this honey hole here. And we're looking at each other and we're checking those spots. We're going, there's not, no, there's not a ram or a you <laughs> to this point in any of those spots. The funny thing was, though, the consistency of the info we got. We got the same info from multiple people. So I think it was good info. I Absolutely. just think this year with the heat, Changed. the construction, I, mean, I think there was a lot of factors that it just it just changed. And I think that the, the habits of sheep are very cyclical also. Like I think I've seen it uh, like in the unit I hunted, there's places where there's been rams killed and you can go there and you can find an old bed and... I mean, it, they may not have been there for like in the last year, and like uh, there's a, there's a certain canyon in that unit that when the tag was uh, an August hunt, like it was when I hunted it, the the off the division of wildlife said, yeah, every he's like every few years they hang out in this canyon a lot, and when they hang out in this canyon a lot, they get killed. And that was like the years that people were killing was when they were hanging out in this canyon. But he's like, sometimes they don't hang out in this canyon. And sometimes we only see them in this canyon a couple of times a year. So I think that it's just, it kind of changes. The sheep might, might figure out this spot and they might live there for a month off and on. And then they might not come back there for, and like, this is not a very big area. Um, so it, they may be in these spots more often here, but I think there's just stuff like that where they're like, cause like there's a, uh, on the east side, there's this real straight section of rim up there, and there is, and it's kind of, it's just south of, or right across from rock, somewhere right in there, and there is like, or it's between poison and rock, and there is sheep beds everywhere in there, like just everywhere, and there isn't a single there's not any fresh droppings. They haven't been, I mean, sheep all the time when they bed, they paw, they're, they're, they paw out the spot that they bed, like almost every time they bed. And none of these spots have been pawed out. There's no, there's fresh, no droppings. fresh droppings. No. It's like they've used it a lot, but they're not right now. Right. And so I think that's, I think that's part of it too. Right. That makes sense. It makes sense. But I think we made a wise choice to go back, to recharge, to, uh, 
get through what you had the the things that you had to do i needed it for my sanity um i, I remember i went back when i went home i felt like i was on vacation <laughs> i did yeah. i'm like uh, like when we coming back i was excited to come back but i'm like okay it's time to go to work mm -hmm. because it's such a grind and especially when we weren't seeing sheep so so we left monday yeah and we talked about okay we're coming back friday we're gonna yep so i was gonna go i was gonna stay out so i ended up staying out tuesday wednesday thursday my daughter's birthday was on thursday and then you came you left friday super morning. early friday morning mm -hmm. and then i followed you about about noon right. so we we arrived within a few hours of each other and when friday. i got here it had rained a bunch well it, yeah, it was the remnants of that stuff they said it had been 60 years since that happened right, right? like harold or whatever it was that came up from the gulf and wrapped yeah and it just it dumped all day friday and so the cool thing was i went up midday glassing because i'm like they're gonna be moving but i it was raining so much i could i didn't get a lot of glassing done yep. and i ended up coming back and and then waiting some rain out then i went back out and then ended up you ended up coming mm -hmm. and we just kind of got rained out that night but then saturday morning saturday morning saturday morning well brian showed up late yep. friday night so my buddy brian came mm -hmm. out again which was awesome yeah you I showed up Saturday morning. You showed right. up Saturday morning. So it was uh, the gang was all the gang was all back together, and um, other than my buddy Mike and David who just Louis made it couldn't out make for it the, that day. Louis, so, there four, so there are four of us: yeah. me and Brian, Tanner. You, Tanner. Yeah. Yep. So we divide up and off we go. And I literally am literally literally. <laughs> How many times have I said literally? We're gonna put a good. tally up on the screen. Just kidding. We're not recording this. Uh, <laughs> we. I think I was glassing. It, well, well, it wasn't even, very long. No, he. So Brian. So I was going south. I had I had just set up. I had just set up. I so think I it had was just first, started to make my first pass. Yeah. So, so he didn't even make it. So he was he was headed to go up Lick Park Road, and, and which is right off you know maybe three miles from camp. So we all you know leave maybe twenty minutes before light. Right. This is like first light. Brian is on. Now I can't hear Brian. You could hear Brian. I could hear you respond to him, and and I still remember this because he said, he said I've got Rams spotted, and and you I I didn't hear him. I heard you say, well, what side? You know, where where are they or where you know? And, he, and then you said, okay, Lick Park, and you said, are, can you just tell me that one more time? You said the east side. <laughs> you said east, right? Like you you had him. I think three times. You t I could hear you coming back like. Are you sure they're east? You said east, right? Because we hadn't heard that before, and, right? And he did. He was in his truck, had pulled in there and looked across and saw... White butts, I think. Going up, and yeah. it was rams. Yeah. So he immediately just parked in that little pull-off. He didn't pull Tucked up. Tucked into some yeah. willows down there low. And, and, and got some elevation. Yeah. And got some glass on him. And I, on the other hand, I should be able to see him from where I'm glassing. And sure enough, soon here they come. I pick him up. Yeah. So he lost him on the the west side and of that I, face, and then when they re rolled over, you were able to see mm -hmm. them on that the top mm -hmm. and and on that east side of the face. So so then they kind of go and they drop into again. Heads, they're heading south. Yep. A little 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 pocket. Yep. And well, that was the last. You, you watched them drop, mm -hmm. right? You watched them drop mm -hmm. to the south, roll off from that east side, dropping south, and that was the last time. And there were five, right? Five, five mm -hmm. Rams. 
And um, so that was Saturday morning. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we so we believe, right? We go. So I would go, I go down there. So you're gonna go help him. I go and down find there these. and find him. So I go down. And he's, he stays down, but he'd been working. Like you said, he started working, trying to follow them. He's tried to get elevation. So he's started at the bottom and started working his way across that, the canyon on that side. He started at the bottom. Now he's here. He's like <laughs> mid, yeah, whatever. So I go up and around. So I go up above him. I drive up and around Lick Park, come up on top, and I start glassing. And, and there's, this, there's timber on that side. So, so where you had saw, seen them drop off. You had it covered. Like if they would have gone back on that east side, east face, you could see them where you were. And exactly. you said, I and do I, not see anything. I was hoping they were because there's some little honey holes that yeah. everybody's been dropping us pins. Here's yeah. where the rams are. I'm like, okay, if these guys drop back in here. We know how to go get them. And it's good country for stalking. Yeah. And it's not a, this big whole hillside of timber. So I'm like, this is perfect. But they never did. Yeah. So you guys are. Just glass and glass and glass and, and so, it so was three, two, three hours passes. It's like so, this, well, actually now. even more. I was gonna say it's ten thirty, and I, I, so I'm, I mean literally, literally. literally. Now you got me going. Yeah. Oh, you need to say it, it literally. Literally. That's a Parks and Rec yep. reference. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm, I've got the big eyes out, and I am picking this thing apart, just gritting, top to bottom, because they have to be in this timber. And understand to explain, this is cliffs. Yep. mixed in with timber right so it is great sheep habitat but it's hard to glass because it's needle in a haystack yeah. type of yeah. stuff man because you were looking and in the morning right so i'm on i'm on the, the west side looking into the sun sun is coming right mm-hmm. into you you know maybe slightly turned but enough that it is not easy right everything is kind of that washed mm-hmm. you know it's not it's not like it's lit up even even sometimes when there's no light you can see into those pockets and it's good lighting. Right. This is bad lighting. Like you're getting that cross lighting coming across your glass and it just, it's, it's not fun. Right. But you know, we're up there, we know they're in there and we're not, we're not letting these things get away. Right. So 1030, I send you a text. I'm, I'm coming down and I do one of those things where I see white and I go, you know, you come, you're coming down and kind of sliding down and then wait, wait a minute, what was that? And I stop and you just see this flick of Brown. And I caught, and this was with binos, because I'm coming off, you know, I, I had, you know, big, like 30X is what I was looking at. And then I had my binos at 11 and, you know, I'm trading on and off, you know, with this light, because you kind of have to. And I have my binos up and I do that and I, I see something and I come up to it and I see that it's a ram. It's clearly a ram, like as clear as I can be. But with my binos in that, and I'm, I'm figuring out, I'm like, I don't know where I am on the mountain right now. You know what I mean? Like right. in the canyon. And I'm like, okay, I can't lose this thing. I don't want to look away, but I don't know where it is. And I, I've, but I've got a ram. So, you know, I'm watching. And then he turns or whatever, and I, I lose. So then I'm like, okay, where, where the heck was he? I need to kind of get a landmark. And it's so tough, right? You're zoomed, even at 11 power, you know, you trying to find it. I'm trying to find a landmark to get back to. So I lose him. But I text you and I said, I've got a ram just in binos. I'm trying to find him in the spotter again. Just give me, give me a few. And not five minutes later, Brian comes on the radio, right? Squelches across. He, Tally-ho. He, it was the most <laughs> hilarious. He starts off not uh, anybody got a copper, but he whispers. He whispers on the radio, even though he's, you know, 600 yards away or whatever. He goes, Tally-ho, I have two rams spotted. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like that. It was awesome. And, and we're like, okay, what's going on? So it's it so turns out communicating it's, it's and three I said, ramps. Yeah. So he could see, and, and so I could see that one, and I and I ended up getting back on that one because he turned, and in the spotter I was able to pick up his rump. So I'm on him, and then then all of a sudden I realize, okay, over to the left. So so he and I are talking. I'm like, where are you seeing this? We're coming in. We got landmarks. We're we're honing in. And we realized, okay, we're looking at the same band, and there's actually three. He can see two from his angle. I saw the one, and then when I backed out a little bit, I'm seeing all three. So we say, let's go, let's go. So so, so I meet up with Tanner. I think, well, I was sitting, I had, I came up to the the tower oh, by, that's right. by that that's point because right. I wasn't right. I wasn't around for I wasn't here yet for right, the you first came in. bunch that that's you, right. you got in right at right. 10 10 30 yeah. so yeah. right, as, right as we find I jump these, in his forerunner, his forerunner yeah. come we, whipping around whipping around over to there to me to you I throw my stuff into your forerunner we hand off the glass so Tanner takes the glass boom. his glass he's he gets on, on the rams good boom you and I come back now. Yeah, the record whole, time coming the down, by plan, the way. Yes. <laughs> the whole plan on this uh, this adventure was, okay, how are we going to cross the creek? We have yet to, because we've heard about you, you got to find a place to cross. Well, we haven't had, hunted anything on the east side, so we haven't had to do this. So we're like, it doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. We'll take our boots off. We'll wait across. We'll get naked. It doesn't matter. We'll get across. And then we'll work up the backside and then come, because by now... Tanner has these rams bedded in a rock bluff. The most perfect yeah. setup. So, yeah, by the time we got got up there, they just bedded in a sweet, like, big rock pile. Probably, probably 20 feet of rock directly behind them. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just... And a, it's just in the middle. Kind of, I, I think it's kind of your classic, again, like, you talk about your classic sheep habitat where you think, like, if you're going to look up and see a picture of a sheep in Colorado, you know, it's going to be this... You know, standing on this ledge and and we drove you know, right by him, didn't we? We did. So when we came and, back down, and that around, was a picture of per- oh, uh, because that w- the big ram was sprawled just, out on this big right, rock, right? right? Like, yeah. yeah. So we get to a pull off, and we're like, we can't cross here. We can't cross. And I look and I see some riffles, and I'm like, I know that's going to be the shallowest point. How do we get there? So we end up just kind of busting some trail. Like that. I think there were some little trails, but we get there, and I go, we're going. And you and I, you probably did it in two two leaps. I did it in like five. <laughs> and to be honest, we were quick enough. I didn't get anything over my boot or into my into my boot. Uh, you know, I got my leg, my yeah. pant was I, a little. Well, it's funny because we didn't really talk about it. He just said, "There's some there's some ripples moving across here. This is probably a low spot." So I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting ready to drop socks and go across. And I look up, and he's on the other side. I'm like, all right, we're doing this. And I said, you get wet? And he's no, you know, it's not too bad. And I'm like, I'm in, man. I just, I jumped right in. And we, we again, like, socks got wet, but nothing went down in the right, boots. Yeah. And honestly, at that point, I didn't care. Right. I was, I mean, it was kind of like, that's behind us. We crossed this thing, and we've got, you know, 400 feet of elevation that we need to gain and get on top of these, get these rams. And we knew the wind was consistent. And luckily, because we did have some thunderstorms roll in later, but the wind was really consistent going coming, coming up. Th- Those thermals, thermals were coming kind of straight up. Yep. On the ride down, along with holding on to the OHEC handle, <laughs> um, we said we made it. We said this to each other: Look, one of us has to arrow. If not both of us, one of us has to arrow one of these rams. If you have an opportunity, don't wait for me. You know that we kind of talked about yeah. that. We're like, we've got to put an animal down. We so we said, look, there's six days left at yeah. this point, and the, the reality is, is you know, forget trying to be cute 
weight, count, whatever we were thinking we were going to do. And we just said, look, don't, you know, you have an opportunity, do it. Yeah. Either one of us, you know. So we have forded the stream, <laughs> forded the river, and now we're heading up. We have a waypoint on Onyx of where they're at, so that's kind of helping. And we'd seen them. We knew. Right, right. right. We, we knew where they were. But country changes when you get up mm. there. I just remember going, are we too high? But I think we had to get up so we didn't risk running coming around the side. We had to get up and come down to them. And when we got over, well, we weren't even to the top. And I remember I stopped you and I said, dude, because I'm like, are we going to come over the top and they're going to be right there? Is that, the, is that the rock bluff? And I told him, I said, hey, I can't hit the broadside of a barn with my heart rate this high you gotta slow down he goes well let's get to the top and then we'll slow down going down to him and i'm like oh okay because i thought we were gonna pop out and shoot him yeah and i'm trying to keep up with him i'm taking three steps to every one of his and i'm just and i'm in decent shape i mean i can move through country pretty decent uh so anyway we get up to the top yeah so yeah so i, I told you i said look I'm just trying to blow to the top and then we're going to slow it down. And then and once we kind of got on the same page there, right? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. So we, so we end up 150 to 200 yards up directly above them. So, so the, you know, it, there's like an open slope that we kind of open at the bottom right. <laughs> and then it got real rocky. And then we had circled up at the top of this ridge, so this ridge coming down, you know, say halfway up that ridge, there's this rock bluff, but then the rock bluff that they are on is kind of on this little ridge that just kind of slid down again maybe a quarter of the way call it right. if we're half they're a quarter a couple hundred yards below us so it, it worked out perfectly we we get up there we cross the rock bluff there they are we check in with you guys um and you said you know hey they're they're still bedded and there's a 20 foot <laughs> giant wall behind them they so we can't felt see you they can't see you yeah. and you said you actually said at the time that you said one of them is looking straight up and, yeah, and, was, and Trevor remember looking at me and like was like, oh man, we're in and I, I'm thinking, man, if 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 even if he's looking straight up, I said he won't be able to see us until we poke our head over because you hadn't you hadn't been able to see that bluff because I was on the driver's side, so we're driving down and on the left side I'm looking up and I told him I'm like, I'm like, can you see that? I'm like, they are right there. I mean, and you, I couldn't get down couldn't low, get down enough, low to enough to look from the passenger, yeah. so he didn't get a real good look at and he hadn't seen him through the spotter either. I had the benefit of finding him. I had seen that wall. Right seen those rocks seen them on the from a lower standpoint so i was confident i'm like look we we can get all the way in to these rocks and the, and again the wind is up coming right in our face and it was good the topography the uh, a lot of again wet dirt uh have to, the the grass Friday, the yeah. grass wasn't as crunchy right. we had a lot of things going for us and pretty soon we're 100 yards we're dropping our packs. Drop pack. Yep. And then Knocking getting, arrows. And then, yeah. And then you're like, okay, you're about you're about 70 yards from the bluff. And then um, I just remember when we got down, you said, no, don't go that way. Go left. Because if we would have gone this way, it would have put us at a bad advantage. Yeah. And it, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been bad then, but they were working to where they were kind of coming out. They had actually moved out from underneath that rock at one point. And so I was like, I just wanted you guys to be down and behind the rock as opposed, to, as, as opposed to being up here and then having run into it and not being ready or whatever right and and losing the cover of that bluff yeah 
So we ended up just kind of following your direction. That's why it's so good when you're in mule. We do it mule deer hunting too. Um, it's good to be able to have a spotter given direction, whether that be hand signals or if if radios are legal or whatever it might be. Uh, check your local game. Support your local sheriff. <laughs> check your game regulations, please, people, because in some places it's not legal to use radios or to text or to do things like that. You have to use hand signals. But in this situation, it is. And um, so as we got down there, uh, come to find out, you had said there is – say exactly what you said because I heard and I think you didn't hear all of it. I said there's a, there's a notch in the rock with a cedar on, the, on your right side. So there's this there's a the rock wall that we're talking about, and then there's this notch right in the middle. And there's of a it. cedar that's sitting on the right side of it, and I could I was looking at Trev through that notch, so I'm like I know that he can see the notch that I'm talking about. And so you said come through that notch. Yeah. There's two dead trees in a line. Yeah. They so are there's there's a notch. If we're looking at it from the top, there's the notch. And the cedar, and then there's two, the two top dead trees, there's, like, if you lined them up there and drew a line from the notch through these two dead trees, the ram was, right well, below. there was a ram there, the other two were to the left. Which would have been, yeah, our left. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, and like, to your point, I missed the notch part, and so what I heard is, here, there's two, there's two dead trees and a live tree, the big ram is at the base of the live tree. And so, and so that's, you know, Trevin and I are real time trying to figure this out and we're both kind of looking and, and I mean, there's lots of spots right there where there's two dead trees and then and the a live, live tree. one. So, so we split and I went from our, our vantage point, I went to the right of that and he went through that notch. I actually thought that you were going to be able to see that ram that he ended up like below yeah because I thought you were going to be able to get like around the edge because I thought right. Trev coming from the top, like he has this tree here and less like more rocks below. And I'm like, they're mm. going to be like 10 yards from him and he's not going to be able to see him. Well, I couldn't see him when I first stepped into that notch. Again, arrows knocked. I've got my hand on my rangefinder. I'm looking. I'm peering. This time, I'm you like kind of leaning. I'm just leaning, like leaning literally to, your right. So to my right notch, because I'm, right, I'm assuming they're here. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize the other two rams were here, which I couldn't have. Hindsight's twenty twenty, of course. I still couldn't have seen those rams right. unless I'd have got up on top of that rock. So it worked out well because I leaned and I just happened to catch the ram's horns as he's walking from my right to my left, right into an opening onto this rock. And I think I should range that rock. And I'm like, I don't need to range that rock. And I came to full draw. The, the ram, well, explain it from your point of view. Yeah, so the ram, the ram was kind of taking, he was walking up towards the other two. And yeah, he stepped up. And I'm, I was having a hard time watching both of you because through my 15s, you're like right at the very top and he's right at the very bottom of my field of view. But um, so he's like stepping up and I could see the point where you saw him. There's kind of like a little, a little reaction. And then you're. Yeah. Cause I almost pooped my pants. Yeah. And, and then your, <laughs> then your hand goes, I can tell you're clipping on your release and he's, he's taking a step and then you draw and I want to say it's about the same time that he's stepping again. Right. That you're drawing. 
and then as soon as you kind of hit full draw then his head snaps around and i can tell that he's caught movement and well so. you, you were you were in his ear so yeah. so so for mine so i pick up i went right you went left to that notch i didn't see anything so when i'm going right i'm peeking but i didn't want to peek too far because i didn't want to spook anything and i hear tanner say take your time and, and, and it, like as soon as time like it's like take your time whack. i mean like i mean it was like as soon as he came as to draw <laughs> i was like i was like oh boy i was like yeah take your time it was no it was more like this it was a real breathy yeah it's take, take your, your time, time. It was literally like you were whispering in my sweet nothings. And I'm in full draw, and all I'm trying to do is settle my top pin because he's angled a little towards me, but not enough to worry. This is the mystical flight of the arrow, Trev. I was guiding you through this meditation of death, okay? And I just remember the pin settle. I... Worst thing in the world. I didn't look at my bubble. No, that top pin settled, and I pulled through that. As and and it just so happened to coincide with take your time. Well, and it was immediate. I mean, so I'm again. There's all that's between us. Like we're we're ten feet apart, but over a right. rock. Right. There's a big and, huge boulder between us. And, yep. And I can hear hear the radio. Take your time. Track. And, and I mean, it was the release of the bow to that. Th- I knew it was close because I, there was no right. I mean, it was almost like simultaneous. I could hear. I heard your bow, and I heard the, the that clear distinct the pumpkin it was like shooting a pumpkin you know i mean that and i knew my entry was was golden but my concern was that it was a little far back because my angle down and he's according to me a just a tad bit so he wheels and he stops now i don't shoot with a quiver on one of the many things about not having a quiver on your bow is you don't have another arrow to grab and i had set my quiver down right at the it was between you and me on the rock i remember right. that you'd set it down I'd between set it down us and right behind and the then notch. you ended up yep and so i reach for another arrow to knock another arrow to shoot him again and i don't have another arrow it's, it's the mystical arrow but in the meantime i'm seeing the exit wound and it's quite bloody and it's definitely looks like yeah. you know he's just bleeding and then he takes off now so what's interesting so i picked up when i heard that i knew you had shot right and I, it, it clicks in my head that, okay he, he just shot and then i think you guys both came over the radio brian and you uh, you guys were like did you get a shot did you get you know he, he's blowing out he didn't really blow out from my perspective like he he i mean he like you said he there was a pause and then he kind of he walked. Worked, he walked, and then he, he kind of like, then he kind of like headed down, try, kind of mm-hmm. trot. It wasn't like a full bore. Right. I'm out of here, no. full speed. And and my thinking, so, so at that point, I kind of moved a little bit further right because I could see him walking, thinking, okay, maybe these other are following him. Well, so Tanner, you you did the right thing. Tanner was guiding Trevin in, and you stayed with his with that ring. Yeah. So you you came off the other two. And you're watching it. But Brian had eyes on the other two. So now Brian says across the radio, he says, those other two haven't moved. Yeah. So so it was, they didn't even react, I don't think. Yeah, I, and they I, were like maybe 10 yards from, from you guys. Right. But we were, I think we were elevated enough. Yeah. And they just, they heard almost like a, I mean, to them it was probably like a stick break or something or whatever. And yeah. then all of a sudden their buddy goes running off. So, so this got a little, con- a little bit of confusion at this point, not from your guys' end, but between me and Brian. Brian is saying, he comes through the radio to me and he says, those other two haven't reacted. 
and he said they're still there so but, so then but so you, i came around so don't, aren't we thinking though weren't you and i thinking they were to our right the other yes. two well we thought they were directly underneath us right because because right. that's what the last thing we said is I think Tanner, he said that big one is right up against the rocks. You thought that the biggest one was right up against the rock. So from our perspective, we thought they were right underneath us. And we thought between us, if you will. But instead, they were to my left. A little bit of the left. So so I back out. And Brian has said in, in the radio, you know, and, and Trevin's good, man. He's he's amped, obviously. He's just taking the shot and, you know, connected. And he's seeing what he's seeing. I come around. But we're he's, he's committed. You know, okay, Tanner's got eyes. And he, I think he said, don't. You, you stay on him or whatever and he, he's good brian says hey those other two haven't reacted so i come up i see you and then you're like hey sneak sneak into this notch he said there those other two are still in there so i go into that notch but at the time i came you came out i'm going into that notch i see the banded so that this would have been a and i don't know we talked about there were three in there that, so we think it's the same three yeah. we think it's the same three from the friday before like a 10 days before or whatever be nine days the uh that had the half curl with the collar, three quarter, and that a five I came full draw on. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. And so, so we end up we we find those three. They're in there. So we know those two are still there. I'm going. I peek in there, and that collared one steps out. But he's walking. By the time I see him, he's walking away from me, and I have no shot. Those two dead trees are right between me and him, and then that other one just followed right behind him. So they came from our left, and and I think that they had moved to that side and we didn't like i said we didn't know it and nobody nobody knew it no no fault there so they it was interesting i don't think that they reacted to us i think they reacted to your ram and and you know they saw him move away and they're going what what's going on with him you know where is he going you know so they kind of go to follow him and so at that point i then try to swing to the right and brian tells me in my ear he says they're they're um they're busting out of there so i thought that they're following him but he said no, they're circling. And he said, they're, go uphill. So in the midst of this, hearing this, I'm thinking they're circling. And so in my mind, I think they have circled to, to my right, right mm-hmm. and going up, uphill, which is like up, uphill. What Brian meant from his perspective is they circled back on themselves and were going back up that little ridgelet line. And so I went uphill, up the ridge, the main ridge line, while they were coming up just yeah, back, it, just underneath they walked right. and he said they ended up walking right underneath like they, they basically backtracked and went right back underneath that face but by the time we sorted that out i got over there and I, neither of us saw him again last time brian saw him they were kind of walking south not 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 blown out of there just not really knowing what was going on right right it was uh the ultimate high of course the fact that I'm in. I'm on comms with you, and the and and you're watching that ram was a huge blessing because I couldn't have seen him. I couldn't see where he went, and um. So I just I'm like I just keep asking Tanner, are you still on him? <laughs> and you're like, yes, I'm still on him. I said, what's he doing? He's bedded down. So what did he do? Yeah. So he he walk he like you were saying he kind of when he went got out of there he didn't really go that fast he's kind of walking and trotting and like for the first hundred yards i was like i don't know if he hit like i don't know if he hit it and i didn't know because i wasn't i wasn't gonna like jumble up the comms at this point and i had no idea no idea what the other two were doing after after he moved off because i followed him and i was like 
and then but Trev, you kept saying, "Are you on the one that I hit?" So I'm like, "If he, if he thinks he hit him at that close, then I'm sure he hit him." So, but the SRAM is like showing nothing for like 100 yards, and then, then he starts to kind of slow down, and he's still he's still doing good, heads up, and then he he walks in and just kind of he gets into a shady spot, and then he just like beds down like immediately, just drops down. But his head's still up and everything, and we watched him for a while, and then he got up and bedded again, just, I mean, maybe five yards away, and then he was there for a while, and I had no idea what the shot looked like, so I'm like, oh, he, like he has to have hit him back, and I'm like, I hope he got liver or something, and otherwise this is going to be, you know, from the looks of it, this is going to be a long ordeal here, and, uh, I'm just like, give it up, dude. Just just willing him to die the whole time. I'm like, you fought a good fight. Just give it up. And and I felt pretty confident about the shot. And then, so then he, he's bedded there for a while, head up. And then he gets up. Well, he gets like halfway up and like can't get his legs underneath him and kind of backpedals and then just ends up bedded kind of the other way just because he can't, he couldn't get up. And he, he sat like that for a little while. And then then it was like this violent, like, lurching to his feet and just lurched over backwards. And then, like, by the time, I mean, he landed basically on his back, rolled down, landed on his horns, nose up. And I was like, okay, I think we're, I think we're safe. So, and then we gave him, we gave him another 30 minutes and then. Yeah, so you, I think the timing. So I think you, so 1030, we spotted him. We swap out. We get down there. We go up the hill, came back. Right at one o'clock, I think is right at right at one is when I think you ended up shooting. Yep. And then we we went in at two. Yeah, we did. We waited till two, and I think you told us about one thirty. Yeah. Yeah, because we sat down, we sat down, and we had our moment. And you were you were amped. It was awesome. You know, it's fun to be part yeah. of that experience, and you know, uh, but but at the same time, I remember you telling me, you know, like man, it, it that that I've been there, right? I've been there with elk. I've been there with other an, other animals. Knew no you know can can sympathize with what that moment is like to sit there and and know hope hope that the shot was good rethink it replay it in your mind and just thinking and I, and I remember you were you were it was tearing you up you were like man i hope that thing is not suffering right and uh, that's one thing that always gets to me is um i'll even push my luck to try and get another arrow in something um but with Tanner having eyes on him and the fact that he'd gotten up and couldn't get up again and then he'd gone down and fallen and I was pretty confident but until you have hands on him hmm. yeah you know it's it, you know you see people that shoot, shoot a deer with a rifle and that thing just goes boom and you're just like stone dead and then they go over and they go and they go to grab his antlers and he st jumps up and runs and they never find him you know you hear stories like that and so and I've I've made some really good shots on on things that I never found. Uh, that elk, the in Colorado here in Colorado, yeah. I shot an elk one time, and it might have been a little high, but it, it looked pretty good. We had it on video in the whole nine yards. We never found that elk. So yeah, until you have until you have confirmation, and that was that was really special. It did rain on us, so it was nice and cool. I mean. If you're going to have weather, I'd much rather have it a little drizzly and rainy than hot as friggin' 
Hades, you know, yeah. every other day, every that, other we've day that we've had. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we were able to take pictures, good lighting, everybody. It, Brian, it was great to have Brian there. And then we're, uh, we're just about to figure out how to roll them off the hill and start dressing them out. And here comes Louie. Cause, cause when you and I were there by my, ourselves waiting for you guys to get there, he's dead. You know, we've got hands on him. We've taken some little, uh, man, the wind is whipping. Sorry guys. Uh, the, you know, we've taken the pictures. You and I are admiring it. I've FaceTimed my wife. I've FaceTimed Mike and Dave. We got on a conference FaceTime <laughs> cause I wanted to show them and get the boys in there. And, uh, you know, because they came out and they really want to do it, and I got to show it to them, and and then you texted Louie and got to, or called him. I think you called him. I did. I texted him initially, and, and he they, said, "Man, yeah. he's like, if 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 it looks like it's gonna happen, because I I I told him we got a shot. You know, Trevor got a shot, and and uh, he's like, man, if if it happens, he's like, I'm coming out. Let me know. And so I, yeah, once yeah. we kind of knew we were, you know, it was gonna be there. So he showed up. So it was really neat, and you know, it didn't take us any time with that amount of people to cut him up and. And and uh, and yeah, it, that was pretty special. Hardest part was getting back across that creek. <laughs> oh my goodness, that was with that, a few extra hundred pounds. That Maybe was. Not quite. Mm, I didn't have a hundred. I probably had fifty pounds, but I'm uh, old and decrepit <laughs> and short. <laughs> I had the old Gandalf staff, and I was trying to cross the river and about busted my butt. You guys were gonna have to freaking jump in there and save me because i had a turtle and i'd I'd have drowned there's there's a good cliffhanger there for the for the folks too they can listen to this and then wait for the video to follow trev tried to cross that creek (laughs) i uh i just think that was a culmination of everything right going together and you know so we're not done it is august 30th we're gonna hunt till august 31st for you and and today I really thought today was going to happen. Yeah. Tell, 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 because we've had a couple dry spells here now since that, since that happened. Yeah, we really haven't seen, well, we, we, we have, we've been, we've been watching some, but it's been in and out. But we've there's had, been no, no good, action. good yeah. opportunities. Yeah. And, and we, so, we are fine. We, so we probably should step back. Those five that we saw Saturday morning were not the three that we picked up. Right. So, so the three that we picked up in the timber, we were looking good in the point. right set of timber but we picked up those three. We got on them. Trevin shoots that one. Two of them head out to the south. It was different from the five because right. none of those five had collars. Brian was adamant. None of those five had collars. And since then, in the next, last couple of days, we, well, we saw them Saturday night. We put them to bed Saturday night. Brian and I went back out after we did all the pack out and, and everything else. You guys were cleaning up here, getting things taken care of. We went back out at last light and we saw those five not 300 yards from where Brian had last seen them cross over. So those five must have hung out in that same band of timber just further further to the to the north, I guess. So anyway, we've we've seen that group of five in and out, um, but not not anything we could put on um, stocks on. We didn't know those other two haven't turned up. And uh, then Tanner was uh, working through some country. That was yesterday morning. Yeah, right? trying yeah. to get to a spot, and and uh, I think you first had, first light. Well, not first light, but maybe thirty minutes. First thirty minutes of the light. You looked over and there was oh yeah yeah nine, nine rams yeah driving down the freaking road in the <laughs> up in the timber where you would think the deer and the elk would be, and I look over and there's like uh, at least ten rams I don't know what how many there were there was a lot 
I look over and I'm like, don't look him in the eye. Don't look him in the eye. <laughs> oh, geez. And they're just watching me. So I drive past, I get out, I walk back. They're not there. I, I went over there, but I, I didn't, I didn't push it. I just went and checked tracks and I'm like, I, I think they just tucked right back in kind of where it looked like they'd come out of. And so I went down and glass some other stuff, looked for the five rams, and then across Eric, the other side on the yeah, east because and and, you're on the west side. Eric and I were like, well, maybe you should go. Try to turn those guys up. Turn them back up. So I go around to where I thought they went, got across from them. And, and then it's timber. It's like a thick timber ridge. I glassed the open south face, nothing there. So I get across. I'm like, I'm just going to stare into this timber for a while and see what happens. And I started on one end of the timber and I'm gridding it out. And it's, there's parts of it that are really thick. There's a f couple parts that aren't so thick, but I'm gritting it out and I get like halfway back and I hear this, like, I hear this crack. And I was like, huh. But it, was, it was kind of faint. So I'm like, I didn't think anything of it. Kept gridding out. And then there's this louder crack. And then another one. I'm like, that's freaking cheap. And so then I just swing. I stop gridding. I swing over to where I think it's coming from. And they're like running across this hill and... They're in the middle of the thick timber. They're just running back and forth. Every once in a while, they're like turning around and smashing heads. And you can hear, pop. I was only like 400, 450 yards from them at this point. And you can hear, hear it pop. And they like went back and forth on this hill. And then, so by this time I told you guys that I found them and you guys are coming around. And I really was not sure what kind of what play there was going to be but i was like well, just go we'll go over there and see what happens and they were kind of working towards this little opening and i had told eric that and i'm like you might this might be a this might be something so you went over there and then they kind of went around below that opening and just bedded down and then and then while you on you're on the way over there they they moved again to where we could just we couldn't there, see him yeah i mean like you'd catch a glimpse every now and then and then they were kind of out they were kind of out of our sight we were trev and i were like yeah we're 90 10 they're still there and then we're 70 30 <laughs> then 70 30 they're then still got there 60 40 i think we got down to 55 45 55 45 they're still there and then we look across and you had worked yourself down yeah, to so where my, you where where you thought you were at least even with them yeah so, my thinking, so, so this is you know a lot of time had passed and a lot of time to think on couple things hours. a couple hours at least so i had gone around you know i came and joined you guys put eyes on them together with you and then i, I backed around backed out went back to my vehicle went all the way around and got up and then i you know uh, tanner had said hey maybe check this this open spot what does that look like so i went down to that open spot and and i i looked and i'm, I'm thinking at that point i'm 150 yards from where you know, we had kind of thought and put a pin on where we thought they were. So I'm like, okay, 150 yards. I'm looking at this stuff. And I think I, I said it to you, Trev, and I'm like, this is thick timber. I can't, I'm like, I can't even see 30 yards, let alone try to get a shot at 30 yards, you know? Um, so I'm like, okay, this, this isn't the way that it's going to happen. You know, there's no way you're, it, and, and again, it's dry. You, you got needles and leaves and aspen and there's no there's no sneaking in on you know nine ten sets of eyes you know so so i knew that but i was sitting there thinking okay what can i do i'm not going to shoot anything up here you know 145 yards away with a bow so what can i do and and what i ended up with in my mind was okay tanner had seen these guys going goofy you know running around from each other I thought, okay 
I'm going to go down to their level. So I'm looking at, you know, what he had told me where they had been. They had been moving around the same contour of about 9,100 feet. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to move down because I'm about 9,200. So I dropped 100 yards, 100 feet rather, vertical, and just dropped down, straight down. And and then I thought, okay, I'm about 150 yards. I'm just going to get to 100 yards and I'm going to sit. And so I saw this little shady spot down there. So, I mean, this took me an hour to do. You know, I'm taking two steps, waiting for there's 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 this group of aspen up in front of me, and every time that you know the wind would blow, and those aspen would shake and give me a little bit of noise cover, I just take a couple steps, Mm -hmm. and and you know, so at at that point, you then (laughs) come come over and you're like, I think you texted me, baby, hello. (laughs) Well, 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 from our point of view, we're our eyeballs are bugging out because we have been trying to find these ear flicks and this butt as they would turn around and paw the ground or whatever you know just these little chunks of of sheep and your blue water bottle in your carrier has a blue top and tanner goes there's eric i'm like looking i'm like there's something blue over there and then i'm like that's a leg that's a head (laughs) (laughs) and so i texted you hello now at this point we don't know where the sheep are. We think they've moved up and over a little bit, but we're not exactly sure. But you're 30 yards from the last place we saw them. Yeah. So you tell me you tell me that, and right as you're telling me that, then I'm looking, and so in my head I'm going, 30 yards is right where those aspen are, and you're like, yeah. The and then and then I, the next text that comes through, you're like, hey, those sheep are running out the top. Then and what we saw, what we saw after that was like, there was a little bit of a draw that they had folded it, it's more of a fold than a draw mm-hmm. but it's enough of a contour to where we couldn't see them and they had gone up a little bit and i just saw them all running because it was quite a bit more open on the other side there yeah so down the canyon to the yeah. left your guys is left uh-huh. yep, my right and yep. they were working across and then they turned and went up yeah up and over yeah. the ridge Which, i mean i don't know what the play would have been anyway those are 10 rams that have been lost for how many days two weeks at least right yeah, last and time we, we heard we heard from uh some other people that are have a sheep tag in here that have been helping us glass love scott and sandy that they talked to somebody who talked to the cowboy a couple of days ago and he's like yeah there's 10 rams living up at you know at the, at, at the top of muddy which is right where we found them. Yeah. I'm like, why could we not have Something had this we could have known yesterday. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, really not that bad of a thing that we, because, I mean, we've, we haven't seen them forever. And they were, they were living the high not, life in the timber where no, you can't get to they're them. They're not any more lost right yeah, now than, right. They, were, yeah. than yeah. they were. So yeah. we have that going for us. <laughs> well, and then this morning, um, again, that happened, a little dejected. Didn't see anything last night. Didn't see anything this morning until tanner we call him snoops for a reason because he just goes snooping around and he finds stuff and he texts me because he's in a spot where he uh gets high enough and he's like hey i found a lone ram oh no he said i found a ram or maybe you even said rams, rams maybe yeah. yeah i said i think i said rams cause because i just assumed you were over just be bopping around looking in some country and and you just looked up there and there was a ram bedded yep. and you were driving right by him yep you better you better tell him the truth though you were looking for deer and you found a ram <laughs> i was looking for <laughs> you're looking for that big deer we've been seeing I, well i was like this, was this over, won't be posted before season I so was, nobody will give it away i was but. over there and i'm like 
this is where they saw that deer. There's a really sweet pond here. And I'm like, these deer out here, they'll just, they'll just walk under like a lone tree out in the middle of nothing in bed in the shade. And they'll just, when the shade moves, they'll just get up and move. And they've got, so I'm like, maybe he's up in these trees. And I pull up my binos and I'm like, oh, frick, there's a ram. And he's hanging out up in these trees above this pond. So we, uh, at the, and at the same time, my transmission in my Ranger goes out because I'm at a spot glassing. And I go to turn around, and I put it in gear, and I hear, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound good. So I put it in reverse. I'm like, oh, no. So I happen to text you. Yeah, because you're trying to, because we didn't this, know this, but he's, yeah. he, we were trying to reach him on the radio, because he was, he was on the, started this morning on right. the same side and as we you. we were going to have him come get me. And, um, <laughs> I felt compelled to go north. Well, it's good. Oh, uh, good. I'm glad you did. So we can't get Tanner on the radio. So you're just like, I'll just come get you. We'll just come, I'll come get you. You get over to me. In the meantime, I've got, he's gotten a hold of me and said, I got these rams. So I'm like, let's leave this here. This ain't going anywhere. Nobody's going to steal it because they can't drive it anywhere. We jump in your truck, head over there. And at this juncture, you have moved to another position, but you can't see him yet. Yeah, I had to go like a, I had to drive a long ways around to to get eyes back on him where I wasn't, you know, within a few hundred yards of him, and so I didn't know if he was still going to be there. I didn't know if I spooked him. I didn't. I didn't know he was alone either. I assumed that there would be other rams up there. I just didn't stop to check, and so I didn't know if I had spooked all of them or not. And so I tried to get you guys to go look around the face where like the only place I couldn't see him if he went um, and I I worked around and got up high where I thought I could see him I could not see him wherever he was bedded and so we pulled off thought we thought originally where we, he'd said he was he thought we could see him from the road and we, we got past it we couldn't so we had to go on to the east side mm-hmm. climb get some elevation with the vehicle we were in the right, vehicle but climb right. with the vehicle and then we, we got ju- just enough to where we could see and I, him. we got out I put my I said that looks like a ram bedded but the, the heat waves were so bad. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, so then I get my spotting scope out and I can't, it's even worse. Yeah. And I'm, but I'm like, and then he turns his head. I said, that's a ram. And then he stands up. I'm like, yep, that's him. So then by then you had gotten up to a position and you got on him. Yep. And we head around quickly to get in position. Well, and we- he, he stands up. Well, we didn't know. So first we, we went over there and we're talking with Tanner because he had eyes, but we were like, okay, which, where's he going? But that's when he moved. Yeah. So we were, we were kind of right. positioned at the juncture to where are we going to need to go back behind him? And he said, well, hold tight. He's, he's on his feet. And that's when you said you saw him go down. Yeah, and he, so he came out of the trees and he went right down to the pond and he drank, which is the first time I've seen one drink ever, I think. And he drank right there and then he, he, he turned and he went kind of up the draw and the, the way the hill I'm on rolls away he went behind it below me and I had seen rams before circle around through the trees that he was at kind of come back and then come up basically right to you where you up were the hill yeah. come up the rim and then like right to the top and so I was like and I can't see him so I'm like if he's headed this way I mean if he comes below me probably be okay but I was like it'd be better if I was just 
off of here, get eyes on him again, and then come back in when we know. It doesn't do mean you get to be at 30 yards. So I start, I start heading out, and you guys decide to drive back around. We end up coming back around. And we made the call. We were kind of like, uh, do, we do, we do, do we be aggressive? Like, do we back all the way to the road, or do we just go aggressive and kind of – but we knew that Tanner had driven past him earlier close. So what we ended up saying is let's let's be a little aggressive, play roll the dice a little bit, and and just drive up that road. And they're used to seeing people up there driving, I guess. But anyway, we we drive, and we just you know we're talking, hey, you know we're gonna hit this little rise, and you know we're gonna be able to see where they are. Yeah, and 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 we literally get around the corner, and we're like, oh, there he is, and so. <laughs> Probably just the front of the truck was exposed, <laughs> right. and you put it in reverse, and we just back up. Like that, and he like never that lifted his head. Where he goes back into the <laughs> Comer goes back <laughs> into the bushes. <laughs> so we, and then we get out, and there's a big bush there. So I sneak up to the bush and I look out, and he's just feeding. So then I told you, he, okay, he's feeding. Yeah, and by that time I was a thousand. 1500 they're yards blowing off the top from, from, the, from the top <laughs> and like, you're like hey he's back he's going up to the trees again i'm like okay well so then i turned around went back up there got eyes on him and then we yeah. turned around went back around and then, so we went back to our original plan which was to do a big circle around him get behind him and come from above because there's a little it's really just a swath of trees and some elevation right near the top of this ridge. Yeah. So we were just going to come over, and we figured if you could get just the just the the fall off of the of the hill would get you within bow range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we were feeling pretty confident about that, and and got up there. The wind was working up. The thermals were up. The predominant wind was working in our favor. I stayed back. As you started to close that distance, and you got, we had a, the largest tree in there. You had kind of said, "Okay, he's from this largest tree. There's where he is." And we figured if we could get to that big tree, he was going to be about 55 yards. And we felt pretty confident about you getting to that big tree because yeah. of the fall off. It was going to give you enough cover. We were above him. Yeah. We had, you know, the, the slope. He was down below. Uh, the wind was coming up or sideways to us so everything felt good and then the wind just died yeah so i got so i got 30 to that big tree we think 55 yards from that big tree yeah you're probably 80 from the 80 total from the the ram ram. yeah and and so i'm 30 yards from that tree i can't see down over obviously yet and then it it was weird because the wind was coming steady and all of a sudden it stopped and I stopped because I realized it and it was like that eerie still right where there's just no noise Not a stitch of wind and I didn't I didn't dare move because you know it's dry and it's you know you can hear that crunch of the rocks you know or even if you're stepping on the you know the sage grass. or grass it it just, just yeah yeah so I just stopped and like 30 seconds after I stopped I mean it's just silent no nothing and then Tanner says What'd you say? I guess yeah, he's, he's, like, he's, uh, he's moving. He's moving to the yeah, east. He just, he's blown out. He just <laughs> jumped up and started running. What? I was like, hmm, okay. Well. I just looked. I just looked back at Trevor. I'm like, what? <laughs> like what? What in the world? Like it, it so just didn't make all, sense. All we can figure is something else scared him because he did turn his head downhill. Something else freaked him out. He was either just being a sheep. So that one thing is something freaked him out. Two, he's just being a sheep. Rammed him. Three. In that still, the scent dropped Did something and then started to or... swirl. Um, 
thinking, you know, thinking thermals, God, you're like. So as soon as I, the, the hill that I was glassing on was kind of blocking the wind. As soon as I stepped up on top, it was like a, a west wind, like a, a solid west wind. And, and we, so we chased him, not chased, but we, we jumped back in the vehicle and went around to see if we could spot him back from Cottonwood, which is another, I don't know, half mile, mile, probably more, mile or two. And um, you noticed the same thing. When we stepped out, you were like, man, that is due out of the west. But, so I don't know. But, but I, 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 it did not change. I mean, it, it definitely went from, it went from kind of uphill to still, yeah. but it had not, I didn't feel anything on my right. back. You know, yeah. like it was, it was not one of those things where I expected to be like, oh gosh, no, you know, like you feel yeah. it, right? You feel it come on the back of your neck yeah. and you're like, I'm screwed. Yeah. You know, it, that didn't happen. Yeah. You know. Something um, wacky going on. You know, it's been it's been instances like this where it's ultimate highs. You and I, uh, Eric talked about this. You know, it's the ultimate high, the ultimate low. But it's been a, an amazing experience. I, I, I compare it to Ibex in the way that it is uh, just a difficult hunt. Um, you know, but all you need is one opportunity. Um, we've got tonight and tomorrow season ends i d- hopefully we'll be jumping on to do a supplemental podcast here either later tonight or midday tomorrow um you know I, I can't help but think of the memories that come with a hunt like this um i'm i'm gonna i said i'd share this story on the podcast of uh camp hygiene <laughs> okay um we do have a young cameraman that's in camp and he is a uh a great i mean hard worker uh, will do anything i mean i can't keep up with him he's physically just amazing i, I get a chance it's really fun because he's one of my wrestlers that i coach and um and i've had a chance to introduce him to hunting he's killed a turkey with me he killed his first whitetail with me last year and he's been editing and, and this is the first hunt where he's had a camera in his hand and he loves it. He loves it, loves it, loves it. But his primary, he loves the outdoors. And it's he's been exposed to the outdoors through rock climbing, mountaineering, can, canyoneering, rappelling, that type of stuff. Spelunking. Spelunking. <laughs> Literally. 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 Spelunking. Well, <laughs> I want to share a couple stories. When we were loading up for this hunt, he, he showed up in Chaco sandals. And I'm wearing boots. I think I was wearing just some comfortable shoes, but they, you know, not sandals. Closed toe shoes. Closed toe shoes. Yeah. You know, we're moving these, the heavy Yetis with all the food, you know, and, and all of this stuff, all the gear, and everything, and he's in sandals. And I told him, I said, dude, you are, uh, I can't remember how I said it. Uh, I, uh, well, do you remember what I said? Was it, was it hippie? You can't be. You've been oh, hanging right. out with these hippies. I, I, I told him because I knew he'd been <laughs> he'd been doing all this stuff with this. I said, "Hey, hey, you're not hanging out with dirty hippies. You're hanging. This is men's stuff. <laughs> you need you're to hurt to, yourself. You're gonna hurt this yourself. This is man's stuff. This is man's stuff. Man stuff. So, um, put you know, some closed toe shoes on. Put some closed toe shoes on. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna drop something on your toe, and then you're then you can't do anything. And and now you're sitting around a camp because you're got a broke toe and you can't well, hike around i mean we're not we're not out here you know climbing inanimate objects we're, we're not trying bouldering to, right we're not now. bouldering this is, so this is practice. 
so anyway, um, man stuff. He's done great. We we after our I think our second stint, uh, we were when we were back. He was with us for like fourteen days. Well, the first first two trips he came, and so you know six days and then another week, and and <laughs> toward the end, I'm. I, I get him and I, and I say, hey, have you, uh, you need to, you know, there's a little funk coming off him. I said, are you, you know, kind of putting the old deodorant on and cleaning the pits? He goes, well, I've been using baby wipes on my pits, but my mom makes me wear this organic deodorant. It doesn't work. And I said, well, throw that away. <laughs> Clean your pits. You're using my speed stick. It doesn't have any aluminum or any of those, uh, you know, but it'll keep you from stinking. So then he decides he's going to change his underwear. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, only going through one pair of underwear in 14 days, I mean, that's yeah, but the, that's a green. That's going green. But here's the difference. He said, yeah, I've been wearing these underwear since the last week of July. He says, I've scuba dived twice in them because he went down so to that Denver. Clean, well, that was, that, was his, that was his excuse where you, well, you, said, you said, are you kidding me? Like, change those right now. Get up and change those right now. You can't believe you've been wearing those for, what, 18 days or something? And he's, well, I, I scuba dived twice, twice, twice in them. And I'm like, a dirty, a, a dirty lake in Denver? They got wet. Oh, my goodness. So then he, he takes his shoes off, and I about puke. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, <laughs> clean your feet. Here, use these baby wipes to clean your feet. And he he goes, well, I haven't changed my socks in about 16 days. He said, and Glenn was here, and Glenn goes, I can't believe you don't have gangrene. Trench foot. I Trench foot. <laughs> I, I threw the wipes at him, and I said, clean. I said, burn that underwear, burn those socks, and clean your feet and put new socks on. <laughs> So that's just one little story of memory that that will serve, you know. And of course, looking back in in this tent, we everybody signs it who's on the hunt, and we've got a pretty good yeah, list. A big list we've going. Got a list. Of I think people there's even a couple come, missing that yeah, aren't on there. Yeah. Scott and Sandy haven't. We got. They haven't signed it. Sign Your dad it. didn't sign it. So it's one of those things. But one thing we started here is after the first trip. We noticed some critters were coming in, some little mice. So I came back with mouse traps, about eight, 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 eight mice, mice traps. Mice traps. And right now we have a thing on the wall. It says mice. And right now we have forty-one marks. Actually, we had one more last night, so, so it I got used to be forty-two. Um, and we've literally been keeping. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like fighter pilots in world war ii with right. the, the japanese mm -hmm. flag on the side so from now on we're going to take my mouse traps with us on every hunt and we're going to see how high we can get that tally. Tally. We've, we've left plenty of room yeah. up there right of course in the late season hunts there's not a lot of mice around because it's so cold but in these early hunts man they'll they'll get into everything so we've been taking the fight to them but those are just the little memories you know that make such a unique hunt like this number one it's unique because i'll unless i have fifty thousand dollars I'm never going to probably go on a bighorn hunt again, maybe a U. I might make, yeah. I'm going to start applying for desert. I hope, may, I'd like to go on a desert hunt. But, um, you know, it, it's so unique. The memory is awesome. And I'm glad, you know, we ran camera on a lot. Of, I didn't get the shot on film. Um, we did do some filming around the shot and stuff like that. So I'm hoping it'll be something that people can get a feel for. But uh, this is such a special hunt 
the filming's important, but the hunting itself is is pretty pretty neat. So I think you guys uh, got what you paid for. You signed up for a sheep hunt, and it's this is definitely this is not the sheep hunt I thought we were going to have. It changes uh, locations, but I think they're a, a lot the same. They're just tough and. There's just not any way around it on most. You, you mentioned this earlier. You said, yeah. you know, just kind of stepping back, saying expectation-wise. It, it's been interesting. My, my expectations have changed wildly throughout, yeah. I think. It, it, you know, I think I came in here knowing that I was so excited when I, you asked this earlier. I don't know when I answered it directly. Maybe on the first podcast that we did. But the, what, were, what was your thought? I was so excited, you know, because I'd heard this unit, you know. And, and, and again, if you go back and look at the history of this, everybody that's had that archery tag it's 100 percent success for the past three years and so that's where you start thinking about an expectation and yeah. and uh but but i think as we talked about in more detail in that first podcast too things have changed years are different sheep are cyclical lots of things that i don't think that i put a lot of weight in or knew enough on the front end and a, and, and a lot of these sheep have been there for all the other ones being shot. And, 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 and I, mean, I don't know if we were on, I don't know that we were on earlier on Mike, or we were just talking about it earlier that I, I do think that you're getting, you're getting the wiser sheep or the sheep that are timber, more timber, yeah, and, yeah. you know, that those are the ones that are left and they, it, this has been tough. We have guys that have hunted this, uh, 10 years ago with rifle that have like, yeah, I didn't, I passed up stuff at the river because I didn't want to shoot something right off of the side of the road. I wanted it to be a hunt. So I hunted up higher Yeah, and I'm going, I, there's no passing anything up can here. We you know? by the road, <laughs> can we find one by the road? Can we find one period on some days? You know? So it's, it's, I, I think that this has changed and that's okay. I mean, I understand units go through those cycles and they're managing them. Um, you know, my, my expectations have changed. I will say that this has been a fantastic mm -hmm. adventure. Um, I, I haven't, I mean, I've probably said it to you guys if I haven't said it, um, you know, the, the, you know, spending time with camp with you. I was with my dad, you know, initially that first time you guys have kind of adopted me into your camp setting the second and third time around. And, um, you know, these guys have stuck around to, to help. I mean, Trevin immediately before I think he's even on his animal, he turned to me and he said, don't, don't worry. You know, I don't know what exact words were, but yeah. you know, this is a, we, we're going to, we're going to get you on. We're going to stay with you. Um, these guys have stayed an extra five days to help me. Um, and, and that, you know, goes to their character, uh, you know, that, that this was, this was started off as a, as a, we, and, mm -hmm. and hopefully you'll finish, we'll finish that way, whether I can fill a tag or not to yeah. be determined, but yeah. Well, um, like, that's my thought. I like talking to, talking to my girlfriend, and I'm like, I, like, I, I can't leave because like, I know on my hunt, like, that's what, that's what made the difference for me is I spent, I had a buddy come out and hunt the first little part. And then I had like the middle section of my hunt where I was alone. Mm. And that was, that included five days of not, not seeing a ram. And those are hard mental days. And so. I, like, I know what that was like. And mm. then my, my little brother who he's he's getting more into it but knew nothing about hunting really at the time i, I was like can can you please come out because like this is just killing you. it's 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 not even it's not fun because mm. i am and he came out and he doesn't know anything about hunting but he's like let's go let's go kill one and so that it was like carried that excitement it, that needed and, that re-energizing yeah, and yeah. i was like okay i guess let's go and we ended up killing one so i was like I, I just know how I felt on mine. I'm like, to, I mean, I just, yeah, it would be, it's and hard. It, and it's hard too. You have family, 
You have a wife. You have kids. I have a wife. I have a daughter. And my wife said, you kill. Uh, uh, you know, you, you've been gone long enough. Come on. You know, but but I told her, I said, you don't understand. If, it, if roles would have been reversed and Eric would have killed, he'd be here. I, I, you have to understand, sheep hunting, you need the help. It's not about that 10 seconds a shot. Yeah, you can do that. But it's getting everything right to do that. The last thing you want to do is be just blowing stuff out. It You, you can't. You need it. You need the eyes. You, you yeah, know. it's so hard to glass something and then you know you're an hour from being above it. And it's almost what impossible. Are, what are they going to do in that yeah. hour? They might be there. And the chance is you're going to lose sight of them for most of that hour. Yeah. So you have to, you have to either hope they're there, or you have to have somebody who can keep eyes on them and keep you abreast. Because then, if you, if they move twenty yards, okay, you can just adjust. Um, same thing with mule deer. A lot of times, you know, I mean, uh, it's nice to always have that guy in your ear or the guy who's watching, giving you the thumbs up. You know, um, in areas where we can't use radios, the, the old this was the old signal. Dave Baroni used to do this all. The, this meant everything was okay because you can see this through binoculars. Big, big o, I'm doing a big, big o, o above my head, and that's just everything's okay. Yeah, and um, and it is it is important. It's important to have that. So well, and, and I'll go back, Tanner. I mean, to what you said, that's been huge. I've had. I, I was telling Trevin this morning. I mean, it's. I think it's like it can literally be like ten minutes to ten minutes. Like I'm, I'm in my real bad headspace where I'm up there and I'm like, man, we haven't seen a ram. What, what am I even doing here? You know, I. My, you know, my, my wife is is watching our three kids alone for the past. 20 or 30 days and you know like this is you know this isn't fun right now just to be completely frank right um and i'm not trying i I remember i think i told you i remember watching that video and and the guy i think it was one of the cpw guys from the one that's online or whatever he said when you get in those head spaces he said you just remember that behind you there were whatever it was 1100 other people that didn't draw this tag so you get your butt together, <laughs> get in the right headspace, and yeah. and and. Uh, but I will say, it, you know, all these guys that have showed up, every single one of them. I remember when Matt and Braden showed up. Man, it was like a shot in the arm, right? Like it's, it, you know, you need it because you're going to have those down moments, and you need somebody that's yeah. not in that moment mm-hmm. to be able to be like, hey, uh, you know, let's let's go, let's go check out a new area, let's do this, or or, or you know what, like this morning, you know, whatever. Like, hey, what's your plan? Man, there's times, I, I, guys. I don't know. Like you, you guys tell me. I'll go do it, but I, I, I don't have, I don't have the, yeah. the decision making power right now to make a call. And even me having tagged out, I still, I can still go. Okay, you can do this. And I'm, because the pressure is different now for me, um, but I know what it takes, and I can say, okay, I think this is what we need to do. And sometimes that fresh perspective is what you need to hear. And it can happen like right. that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, again, this morning I went from another pretty low, like, I'm done. This isn't, you know, okay, maybe these guys, you know, I'm taking a, a ton of time from these guys. And I know you guys have been so grateful with that. We've said that, gracious with that. And I'm grateful for it. But at the same time, it's, it's real, right? I'm keeping you away from your wife an extra week or five days. You know, your girlfriend, work, whatever is going yeah. on. It's like, there's a, there's a lot of things that you guys could be doing. And and I and, and same thing for every name that's on that wall right. up there. Those guys giving up their time. I was right. so appreciative of that. Um, yeah. But then, 
you know what that, that all changes and there's a lone ram and yeah. we get 80 yards and it whipsaws, man. It's an emotional, you, you better be ready. If you draw this tag or draw a sheep tag, you better be ready for a long haul right. and you better be ready for, for emotionally stable <laughs> instability, I guess yeah. is probably the better term there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, I hope this is not the last, um, I hope we, we can come on with a supplement and tell you, share it with you, Eric's, um, success. We're still going to, we're going to give it every every bit of of try till the season last sundown um we owe that i think to this tag yeah um i want to say right out thank you to my wife and my daughter thank you to eric your wife my wife my kids your kids yeah. um dad you know all those people chandler I, I know she had a deer tag when this opened up and she even put her deer tag off tanner for you to yeah. be here with me opening day and stuff like that now in the meantime you have gotten over there and she has killed a beautiful deer so that's congrats to her but it, you know it takes it takes time for a tag like this there's a reason they give you 31 days especially with a bow yeah um you need sometimes you need all of it you know we were hearing stories of the three days first two days i passed on three of them you know all these all these things and and so the over perhaps overconfidence or uh you know i don't want to say arrogance but but in a way just the expectations were a little bit different yeah. and now we have realistic expectations and we got a, a a day and a half to do it so um thanks for listening god bless um as always uh we'll see you down the trail be safe <laughs>